Good evening, baseball fans. It is Sunday, December 10th, and this is episode, I don't know what, of Bourbon and Baseball. Um, I'm Susie, and that is Kelsey, and away we go. Um, this is, like I said, Bourbon and Baseball. There will not be any bourbon, but there will be a lot of baseball, and I probably should give you the warning because there will be lots of four-letter words just strewn about. So uh, if you're new around here, this is a rated R podcast, but like not in the adult content way well in the adult content way but not in like that adult content way just in the fact that like we're gonna cuss a lot and probably have some sort of like sexual innuendos so if there's tiny ears around or that's not your jam you've been forewarned um and away we go kelsey i'm feeling a little a little cozier a little warmer by the hot stove this week than last time we met so We'll obviously get to all that stuff, but we've got a new segment that we're rolling out for the remainder of the off season that we're going to start with. We are calling it 40 man find. And basically we're both going to feature a player from a team. Susie is going to own the national league teams and I'm going to own the American league teams because well, again, if you're new here, Susie is an American league team fan and I am a national league team fan. So we're kind of switching it up to expand our player knowledge and, you know, just grow our love of the game while we grow your love of the game, hopefully. So we're going to cover a player on the 40 man roster from every single team in major league baseball. We'll do two a week, one from each league, and that'll cover them all by the time that we get to opening day. And we are going to do them. Susie decided in the order of the teams who lost the most first. So, <laughs> so the Cardinals will be coming up soon enough, but not yet. <laughs> so today we're going to start with featuring a player from the Oakland A's 40 man roster, as well as the Colorado Rockies 40 man roster. Yes. So I'm going to kick us off today with our featured player, our 40 man find for the Oakland athletics who are still, if you've been listening, the Oakland athletics, at least for now. Yeah. So today's featured player is Jordan Diaz. He is a Colombian born player and he's signed with the Oakland A's as an international free agent on August 13th of 2016, which just so happened to also be his 16th birthday. He was born on August 13th, which is a, uh, the day after yours truly was born. So we share that Leo energy, me and Jordan Diaz. He's born to be a star. Yeah, for sure. That might be why I picked him because I really feel like he has that, that Leo star born energy about him. He actually, this is crazy to think about, but this is how it starts for a lot of guys, especially these international players. He was scouted and first met with an A's scout, Tito Quintera in Colombia when he was only 12 years old which is just wild. So he was initially scouted by them at 12, signed with them at 16, and he is still with the organization. Uh, He had great success as a hitter in the minor leagues, but he made his major league debut in September of just 2022, a couple of seasons ago when he was 22 years old, and he actually made his debut against the Houston Astros. He got his first major league hit in that game off off of reliever Phil Matten. Is that how you say it? Matten? Maton. Maton. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna have to know about him because he's going to be on your, on your team very soon. So we'll see. (laughs) Is he getting older? He is. And he's white. So it fits. Come on over. (laughs) Welcome Phil Matten. You're a St. Louis Cardinal. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) But see, it's not just, this is a really good point because it's not just the players that we're featuring that we're going to learn about. It's these players that are kind of a part of their fun facts as well. 
Anyway, in the minor leagues and in his debut season, he played mostly third base, but also first base and left field and second base and even catcher. So, oh, so he is just, yeah, that was something that I found really interesting about him was that like, he's clearly, he's been noticed because he's a hitter, right? right? But he hasn't really found a home defensively. But he has managed to uh, hit very well in the minor leagues and and is maybe settling in a little bit defensively here. So he played winter ball that offseason between 2022 and 2023 in Columbia, where his team actually won the Colombian Professional Baseball League Championships. So that's cool. And then he started 2023 in AAA Vegas, but he was promoted to the big leagues pretty early on in the season, April 19th. He played primarily second base, so seems to be settling in there now that he's in his first really full big league season. And he did have his first big league home run just a few days after his uh, he was promoted to the big leagues in 2023, in the middle of April against Will Smith, who we're going to be oh. talking about a little bit later today uh, of the Texas Rangers at the time. Oh, I was like, wait, which Will Smith? Okay, that Will Smith. Okay. Yeah, relief pitcher Will Smith. I'm like, oh, not not the <laughs> not the catcher for the Dodgers. Got it. I'm not dumb. the Oscar award-winning actor. No, that Will Smith, who is, uh, yeah, on our hot stove talk today as well. But this might have been my favorite thing that I learned about Jordan Diaz. He had his first multi-homer game when he hit three home runs in Yankee Stadium against the New York Yankees. I remember that game of 2023. Yeah, so he hit 10 10 home runs all season in 90 games last year, but three of them were in the same game against the Yankees, each off of a different pitcher as well. That's so good. This made him one of only two second basemen in A's franchise history to hit three home runs in one game and the only Colombian player in Major League Baseball history to hit three home runs in one game. So I thought that was pretty cool, especially considering like he's not a power hitter by any means. That's so funny. I love that. Just a couple little fun facts to wrap it up here about Jordan today. Uh, He is a great, great follow on Instagram. We'll throw his handle in the show notes, but he is a proud Colombian. He takes a lot of pride in representing his country and contributing to efforts in Colombia to support young Colombian athletes. He also promotes a holistic approach to wellness and physical maintenance for athletes, which I think is pretty cool. And scouting reports agree that while he is like generally an average player when it comes to the five tools, like hitting, power, fielding, running, his arm, he may have some of the best bat-to-ball skills in the Oakland A's organization right now. So take from that what you will. But I think he might be one to watch. And he just seems like, again, from his social media presence, like he has really good vibes and... I am glad that I learned about him because I'm looking forward to following his career. And he's still super young. Like he's only 23 years old. So whether he stays with the A's or not, I think he'll be a fun one to keep an eye on. Yeah, it was fun last year um, when he did come up because Aledmus Diaz, their shortstop, when he played Mm -hmm. shortstop, Mm -hmm. um, when they were both in, I remember the announcers being like, Diaz to Diaz. (laughs) You could just hear that like ran that millisecond pause and because they're like, wait, yeah, where they're like, wait, oh, yeah, yep, I did. Nope. Okay, that's it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's fun. So, uh, my 40 man find was the gold glove winning center fielder, Brenton Doyle. And I, I was like trying to figure out who I was going to pick, and I looked and I looked and I was like, you know what? It's either going to be him or Nolan Jones because 99% of the people when gold glove center fielder brenton doyle's name was announced or like who the fuck is brenton doyle 
And so I was like, you know what? Oh, the Rockies have a gold glover? Hmm. Yes, that's what we're going to do. So um, if you guys aren't familiar with Colorado Rockies, I don't know, super thin atmosphere, air up there, <laughs> um, the the outfield in Colorado is just ginormous. And yeah. the fact that Brenton Doyle patrols that seamlessly is awesome. So uh, from a bunch of various other teams, writers and whatnot, they were all very impressed with, um, with Brenton Doyle. And one of the writers had said that he had seen him come up in Albuquerque. And if you, I did not know this as well, that Albuquerque, New Mexico, apparently is a similar altitude as the Colorado oh. Rockies. I was like, I'm sorry. What now? I so, mean, that makes sense. that's helpful for yeah. you know, preparing. And them for that. so the fact that he came up in the, Albu- the Albuquerque, the AAA system, the isotopes, it prepared him very well. And that park in Albuquerque apparently is also very, very, very big. Like, and I was like, well, wouldn't you know, they kind <laughs> of mimicked each other. I, but in my head, I did, it did not even click that those two parks would be similar. So, yeah. Um, Brenton was selected in the fourth round in 2019, and he's from a super small, I say super small, uh, D2, I want to say, school in um, Virginia. Sorry, I lost my um, spot on my notes. So, uh, and he was really upset that he never got scouted. And in high school, he played infield. It wasn't until like oh. his junior year of high school that he started to play outfield. So um, he was never really scouted, was kind of upset, was actually going to go into the military. No way. Going to go into the military his sophomore year of college. Uh, they were like, maybe you're really good at baseball and maybe you should rethink your military plans. I'm just, <laughs> just going to put that out there. So he rethought it. And was like, oh, all right, let's do that then. So, uh, like I said, he was drafted in the fourth round of the 2019 draft. And then, obviously, uh, you know, 2020 happened. Couldn't do anything. And then he spent most of that year in Manassas, 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 Virginia. I can talk. I would um, not know how to At a baseball complex alongside the local college players until, you know, Rockies Fall League happened. In 2021, he was named the uh, minor best minor league system, best overall athlete in the minor league system Ooh, okay. for the Rockies. Yeah. And um, fun fun fact, his wife, well, now wife, his girlfriend at the time, <clears throat> I was going down a rabbit hole of Twitter and Instagram stalking, I mean research. And there, I came across a tweet of hers that had said, hey, uh, who do I talk to about getting Brenton Doyle's height from 6'2 to 6'4. Hashtag asking for a friend. Ah. Hashtag not salty. I mean, and that's it, like a major difference. And it cracked me up because apparently all wow. like all of the publications have him listed as 6'2. And apparently he is 6'4. And I don't, I am like the worst person ever to try and figure out heights or distances or anything. So I'm gonna just take the 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 person's word for it that he yeah. She, she would know. Yeah. Um, but she is SML. Like she goes up to like his, not even top of his shoulder, like side of his shoulder. She is SML. And so I'm like, hey, whatever works, man. But uh, in, let's see. So he debuted April 24th, 
2023. Ooh, okay. Yes. So he was the first Rocky rookie to ever win a gold glove <laughs> in center field. Like, isn't I was all wait, what? Did I read that correctly? No. Yes. Yes. I and so it. um he so he went he wins the gold glove for center field. And he, like I said, going down my rabbit hole of research slash um, stalking, um, is now married to a beautiful woman named Shelby Rose. Apparently she goes by Rose, though, which really kind of confuses me because all of her handles are Shelby Rose. But she does go by Rose because then all of the captions says Rose, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. okay. Um, and they have a beautiful little girl named Braylon like super cute super cute uh but apparently during the pandemic that's when they met or at least that's when they hard launched because as as the kids say hard launch oh yeah yeah because that's that's when the pictures started happening on the insta so they're they may have started dating earlier than that but they hard launched during the pandemic and um had found out that they were pregnant with braylon um about six months in and didn't get married until when did they get married? I said they got married like a year and a half later. So super, super fun fact about um, Brenton. Uh, oh, I missed it. Nope, it got deleted in my notes. That's fine. <laughs> so you don't get to know the super fun fact about Brenton Doyle unless I we'll find wait. it later. Yeah, we'll have to so, Google fun yeah. facts about. Fun facts about Brenton Doyle. Everyone's <laughs> like, who? Who's Brenton Doyle? This is this is why you pay me the big bucks to tell you these informations. Um, but yeah, literally only plays in center field and apparently has no problems telling the, you know, the old guys, quote unquote, the veterans, uh, Chris Bryant, Randall Gritchick out there, where yeah. to position. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, all right, then Brenton Doyle. Go That's for interesting. it. Interesting. He didn't get any. I mean, he must not have. He must not be anything to write home about at the plate because I was just no, checking to see if he not. got any uh, rookie of the year votes, but he did not. No, no, no. Hmm. no. Defense, defense. That's we in the volleyball world we call him the defensive specialist. Um, but no, his his bat to ball skills are are wanting. <laughs> <laughs> Something to work towards. You know, no, you got that golden glove under your belt now. You know, speaking no. of hard launch, the other like biggest thing that happened in baseball this week is that Jack Flaherty hard launched that he is now dating Dak Prescott's ex-girlfriend who oh. like, I don't know who she is, but I don't know who she's, she's I don't know who that is either. Everyone was a buzz about it because of the fact that she is Dak Prescott. very publicly Dak Prescott's ex-girlfriend. Oh. So that's the other hot hard launch news. Oh, well, con congrats Obviously. to you, there. Yeah, uh, he has not signed with the team yet for 2024, but he does have a new official relationship. So. Uh, he, and we know that's what you come to this podcast for, is that kind of content, that kind of hard-hitting news. I'm here for you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> so the hot stove stoving notes that we have is basically just a jumble of what came into my brain and when. So these are, this is not in any sort of chronological order, um, except for the Braves stuff that I did put in chronological order because I had to actually look it up because there was 4,003 moves made. 
So yes, don't come for me on the dates of when these things happened. Okay. They just, I know that they have know that they happened within the week of <laughs> the and really, you know, the domino that we were waiting to fall has fallen. So like, this is how it's going to be now for probably in, until Christmas. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So, but we will talk about the biggest domino um, last so that we don't spend the entire show talking about him. So we will start with the biggest move made, uh, Christian Bethencourt, catcher <laughs> from the <laughs> from the Marlins. Um, technically, he wasn't from the Marlins. He has jumped around from the Rays um, to the oh, not the. Braves. Well, he was he was uh, um, he was put on waivers by the Rays, and then he was picked up by the Guardians just like a month ago. And so he was traded now by the guardians to the Marlins for cash. Um, I want to say he was with the A's at some point in time. Yeah. He's been all over the place. He's been everywhere. So catcher, um, cause he was the catcher for the guardians, the backup catcher to Bo Naylor. And then they're like, JK, we don't need you because we signed Austin Hedges, Austin Hedges, best, best framer in the MLB. Best framer in the MLB. Uh, World Series winner. from the- and He was with the Guardians for a number of years mm-hmm. previously as well, right? Yep. Can I tell you, I do want to tell you my favorite fact about Christian Bethencourt. Is, Ooh, and that yeah. is that uh, this past season on August 23rd, he drove in three runs, including a home run. He also pitched a scoreless top of the ninth inning because it was 11 to one blowout uh, of the Angels. So, and he, he threw... 95 miles an hour as a pitcher when he pitched that scoreless top of the ninth. So what I want to know is that was against the angels. I know the angels missed out on their guy this week, but angels, if you're looking for a few hundred mil right. to throw at somebody, maybe Christian Bethencourt is your guy. <laughs> Just saying that's, I mean, two-way player, man, two-way player. Right. Um, So Austin Hedges, though, not a two-way player, not in the least bit ever. No, No, you do not sign him for his bat. No, no. But you sign him for his apparently great framing skills and great clubhouse guy. Is he going to be their primary catcher? No. Bo Naylor will be their primary catcher. He will will be the backup. (laughs) He is one of those guys, though, that some of my favorite, like, players that end up being great coaches and, like, the best clubhouse guys, like you said, are are the backup catchers. So I do think he is an important piece to note here. Yeah, for sure. Um, my my favorite thing about Austin Hedges uh, was his face during the really super forced um, Corey Seager trying to be funny uh, during the World Series like championship throwing shade at Alex Bregman. And Austin Hedges' face behind him was just like... Like, just imagine for the, for the audio only side, go to the YouTube because that face that I made it was just chef's kiss. It's worth okay. it. It's, it's worth, worth subscribing. It. Um, but Berlin his face just like mouth. the mouth just opened up so wide and he was just he you could not he could not believe. Could not believe that Corey Seager was throwing the shade and it was it was the funniest thing. And so that's that's my favorite Boston Hedges. And I just know that Chris Rose from um not it, yeah, talking baseball from John Boy is just thrilled since that's his favorite team and I'm I can't wait until until we hear about that. So um Austin Austin, good night. Another World Series winner. This is this this drives me fucking insane, by the way. 
just insane. So another World Series winner, Will Smith. No, not that Will Smith. Uh, Will Smith, who has literally, literally won, not one, not two, not three, actually three, um, three World Series rings with three different teams. Three years in a row. So Mm -hmm. I did not have the Kansas City Royals winning the World Series in 2024, but apparently Will Smith, this is really what we all should have been paying attention to, folks. Who cares about Otani? Where's Will Smith going to sign in 2024? Because the writing is on the wall. Absolutely. The Kansas City Royals are World Series champions in 2024. Welcome I'm, aboard, Will Smith. Well, I mean, they do have Cole Reagans, who was a badass. So they just need to shore up that rotation. And, well, Bobby Wood Jr. is there, too. <laughs> Bobby Wood Jr., what? Yeah, stole? Salvi Perez. I mean, yeah, come on. Like they're, so you're telling me there's a chance. They're going to make some magic happen. Hey, okay. on opening day, okay. everybody has a chance. And that is hey. the magic of baseball. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, but he signed for $5 million with incentives. So that's a one-year contract. Um, Austin Hedges, also a one-year contract. Everyone, just one-year contracts. One-year contracts to everybody. No, I'm just kidding. Because um, Andrew Chafin, also left-handed relief pitcher, goes back with the Tigers for one year. Four point two five million. What's your take on Andrew Chafin? I don't know too much about him besides the fact that he has um, a kick-ass mustache. Yeah. And I honestly feel like at any point in time, he can just shotgun a beer. Yes. And then pitch. Uh, he is that guy. He ha- has that vibe. Totally. He was one of my, this this past Halloween on my uh, Peace, Love, and Baseball episode around Halloween, I picked a handful of players that kind of have those iconic looks that like you uh-huh. could dress up for for Halloween and any baseball fan would know who you are. And Andrew Chafin is one of those guys. So you can just, yeah, switch out your Diamondbacks hat for a Tigers one and make yeah. it work for yeah. 2024. I I was a little, I was like, all right, Andrew Chafin, there you go. But I think he's going to be their closer next year. I think that's what the... The rumor mill says, and he hasn't been great lately. He's not. That's he's not. No, I'm pretty sure that. that I was. I'm. I was gonna say that the Tigers are gonna be sneaky good next year, but I think the Tigers are gonna be sneaky good except for their bullpen. Yeah. Oh, he he's um, only 33. I was thinking yeah. he was a little older than that, but still. Hmm. But yeah. So his um his contract is for four and a quarter. And then with incentives, it can get up to six and a half. So we shall see. All right. We shall see. So um, Tyler O'Neill goes to the Red Sox. My bro. Other things happen from the Red Sox to the Yankees. And um, oh, yeah. yeah. So fun fact about we're that. We're going to talk about that though. Yeah. There's going to be a whole other bonus episode with mm-hmm. a very special guest. So we're not going to talk about um, the Yankees. At all. No, I'm just kidding. We're actually not going to talk about the Yankees at all on this episode because we have a whole other episode dedicated to that with a very special guest. So you're just going to have to go check that out. So she's going to have the hottest takes on it. Yes. So it'll be so worth the wait. But with that said, what happened with your beloved Cardinals? Well, I got to say, had this happened a year ago, I would have been shocked, jarred, brokenhearted, like maybe not even sitting here holding my head up today. But I, I was emotionally prepared. I have gone through the stages of grief of parting with Tyler O'Neill, And I have all kinds of theories of, of why this happened. Maybe 
I will get deeper into someday. But I, all I'll say for now is like, I just don't think he was a, a cultural fit with the team anymore. And I, I don't think it makes sense for them to, they don't have a spot for him right now. He's also going to be a free agent uh, next season. He's a Scott Boris client. They're just, they're even if he has a great season this year, they're not going to be willing to pay for him what Boris is going to get for him. Then if he does, you know, play up to his potential. Right. And if he doesn't, then like, again, he's just another, it's just another frustrating year, another waste of space for a third season in a row. So either way, it was just like, they're, we're not going to win with, with having him on our roster. And we also just simply don't have room for him. It doesn't really, he doesn't fit the puzzle for the Cardinals this upcoming season. So he was a good trade piece. They got some depth to the bullpen and the minor league system with Nick Robertson, who's a right-handed pitcher and Victor Santos, who is a younger right-handed pitcher. So Robertson is assigned to the 40 man roster for the Cardinals. He is expected to be used on the major league roster as bullpen depth. And then Santos is assigned to the minors, but we knew it was going to happen. They were just looking for the right dance partner to offload his, his salary and, and just move on from the Tyler O'Neill era. But I, I loved him as a player. I know he was injured a lot the last couple seasons, uh, but I think he, my, my thought and from my observations is that he is working through a number of different things physically to kind of change uh, a lot of foundational stuff for himself as a player. And when you're working through something like that, like that's not, something that happens overnight. And I think right. that's led to a lot of his struggles. So I hope for nothing for the best for him. I will, will love to see him just crushing it and eating up everything out there in left field at the green monster. So bro, I'll be a fan of yours forever. I'm sad to see you go, but I, I think the Red Sox might just appreciate you more than the Cardinals right now. So I've come to terms with it. I think my tinfoil hat theory is that Tyler O'Neill was just too buff for the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. And the Red Sox said, you know what? Like, we need we need to make a calendar. We need yep. to make a calendar, and we, we will just... Third jacked outfielder. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tyler O'Neill, Jaron Duran, Masataka Yoshida. Come on down. Like, mm -hmm. center folds, man. Center folds. I'm in. Sign me up. Pre-order. I think so. I think that's I think that's what we'll do. Um, don't don't put 90-year-old Justin Turner in there. Just kidding. Oh, wait. No, he's a free agent, though, isn't he? Yeah, but they're still talking about maybe kind of bringing him back, possibly. Okay. I do not like him, and Cardinals fans do not like him for comments that he has made about our uh, prospects, prospect star Mason Wynn. And I just, like, I don't know. I don't like, I don't dig his vibe, but I also know he's a Roberto Clemente, Clemente Award winner. Like, I'm sure he's a, a fine gentleman, but... Um, he did tweet out <laughs> yesterday after the news broke about Otani. He tweeted like, uh, just in case anyone was wondering, I have a 0, 0.00 ERA. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I liked him a little more for that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, so apparently they, him and his wife, Courtney, they actually have a house in Boston. I mean, he's oh, a millionaire, okay. so that's not surprising. But apparently they love the Boston area and they have stayed there during like the off season and whatnot. So yeah. it it was kind of rumored that maybe maybe they're gonna stay. So who knows? We shall see. Um but yeah, I that that's that's my little that's my little theory on on Tyler O'Neill. So like I said, um so but moving on from 
the Red Sox. Um, we go to the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks get Eduardo Rodriguez from the Tigers. What I really, really loved about this whole thing, Erod to the Diamondbacks, is that if you guys will remember at the trade deadline, the Dodgers were looking for pitching. The Dodgers were looking for pitching and called, say, hey, Erod, let's go. And apparently there was a deal in place. And I don't know what exactly happened if if nobody nobody talked to Erod himself. But apparently Erod has a 10, 10 team no trade clause in his little contract. And uh the Dodgers, the Dodgers were on that, were on that. And I guess after after the trade was like finalized, someone said, Oh, maybe we should actually ask Erod. And Erod said, No, thank you. Nope. <laughs> I'm gonna stay right here. I don't want to go to pitch for the for the for the Dodgers and everyone see the playoffs. Yeah. Everyone gave him everyone gave him shit. Everyone gave him shit. What? Why would Erod stay with the Tigers? Who doesn't want to go to the Dodgers? Blah 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 blah. Uh come to find out that in 2018, Eduardo Rodriguez was with the Red Sox and played against the Dodgers. And they they the Dodgers in and of themselves left a very um very poor taste in Erod's Erod's mouth. Mm. So when he had the chance, he said, No, thank you. And just use the quote unquote, you know, like don't want to move my family out west. Yeah. Thing. And um now it's just salt in the wound because now he's signed with the D-backs. And I love that so much. Um, four years for 80 mil and with a vested conditional option for 2028. And the the deal is a little bit backloaded. So he gets 14 mil the first year, 20 the second, 21 the third, and then 19 the fourth year with a guaranteed $6 million buyout slash mutual vesting, vesting option for 28. So he, it would automatically vest at 17 mil if he reached 150 innings in 2027 or 300 combined innings between 26 and 27. So, nice. yeah. Um, I just, I love that. Love all of that. So Eduardo yeah. Rodriguez, love you so, so much. I think and, that is such a, uh, he is a huge number three for the Diamondbacks to have in their rotation and yeah, I know that he did get a lot of shit about, and it is, it's hard to think like, why wouldn't you want to go to a playoff team? But I mean, obviously they have those no trade clauses in, in their contracts for a reason. And, you know, the players are allowed to have that level of autonomy that they've negotiated for whatever reason they want Yep, and they can absolutely use it. That's why it's there. So, and, and you know, there's, there's reasons that, he doesn't know anybody an explanation for if he simply doesn't want to go there and it's that important to him. So mm -hmm. I don't yeah. hold it against him and, and good for him. This is, I think a lot of people thought like, Oh, he's not like a good clubhouse guy. Then he's not a, you know, a team right. player or whatever. Like they just kind of had this narrative created about him, but I don't think the diamondbacks would have invested in him like that if this was true. So hoping yeah. that, he has the opportunity to to change all of that. Well, and one one of the best things that came out of him signing with the D-backs was saying that his family that they're that they're moving to Arizona and that they can live there year round. So him not wanting to move his family <laughs> to the 
Let's go. I love that. It's all part of it though. Truly. Like I would, I would moving your family to the Phoenix, Arizona area is completely different than moving your family to the LA area. Yep. 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 Yeah. So, um, talking about people on the move, lots of people were on the moves for the Braves. Now, Ooh. this this whole thing is just I I I need to be a fly on Alex Anthopoulos's shoulder. I need to know again how I need to know how the sausage is made because the the moves that were made in the time frame that they were made just it's it's like that scene from from Moneyball with it really with is Brad Pitt being Billy Bean and just. I'm going to get this guy from over here and we're going to flip him over. The, and it was just so I had I had to write it all down. I had to write it all down. So uh, Monday. The fourth. Was that the fourth? Yes. OK. Monday, the fourth. Um, I, had to, I had to check that Monday, the fourth. The Braves got left handed pitcher Marco Gonzalez, outfielder Jared Kelnick and infielder Evan White um, for right. Two right handed pitching guys. Jackson Coer. And Cole Phillips. Now, Jared Kelnick um, flipped from the Mets, what, two years ago, three years ago? Yeah. <laughs> to the Mariners. And the Mariners were dancing on the Mets' heads. And now Jared Kelnick has been moved twice before <laughs> the age of 24. And I kind of feel bad for Jer- Jared Kelnick, but I kind of don't because he's kind of a jackass. Yeah, no. And I so don't... hopefully the Braves can like clean him and his attitude up because yeah. he's the one that like kicked a water cooler recently right and yeah fucked himself yep. up so yes so but I've, i feel kind of bad for him because he kind of got like name fatigue like he was supposed to be that guy i think like him and j-rod were supposed yeah. to shoot up the ranks and they did and j-rod obviously did what he did that we all know and jerry kelnick did not and he gets really really hot and then really really cold and so yeah. um but i think maybe on the Braves, Jared Kelnick won't have to be that guy. He'll just be a piece, you know? And so maybe all of that stress of trying to to live up to what whatever he was supposed to be, quote-unquote, will be lifted off of his shoulders. And maybe he can maybe he can get right. I don't know. That's so true. Organizational changes like that sometimes make all of the difference for players, especially depending on the point in their career that it's at. And he is kind of at that point in his career where something needed to change. So maybe this is the change. Yep. So like I said, the Braves got left-handed pitcher Marco Gonzalez. That was on Monday. Um, Marco Gonzalez don't get too comfortable though, because on Wednesday, the sixth, he went to the pirates. Just went to the pirates. Yeah. Went to the pirates and um, plus some cash and the Braves will receive a player to be named later. Don't care who, just a player to be named later. Here you go. Yep. Take Gonzalez off our hands. Yes. Yeah. And then on Friday, the Braves got uh, infielder David Fletcher and catcher Max Stassi from the Angels. And the Angels received infielder Evan White <laughs> and left-handed pitcher Tyler Thomas. If that name, Evan White, sounds a little familiar, because guess what? Monday, that's where they, <laughs> they just Monday got on the Mariners. Um, so when that, when that trade happened though, I was like, how, why, why did the, why did they get another catcher, a third catcher? And he's expensive because there's no way that he's going to play with the fact that like they have, um, Sean Murphy and Travis Darno. I'm all right. What, what are you doing? Oh, huh. that's why that's why, because on Saturday, the Braves 
gave Max Tassi to the White Sox. And they received, guess what? A player to be named later. I oh I, man. I need I need to be a fly. I need to be a fly on Alex Anthopoulos' shoulder because you know that all of his cell phone was gonna fucking work out. Oh, and he's got out. something up his sleeve here. Because the same way that we were all looking at them extending all these young players, being like, I mean, that's a thing you can do. Good luck with that. Now we're like, that's a thing you can do. Like, what? Okay. Maybe we should think about that. So, so now that they've got all of that settled and done and they're not, they're just, there's no need for them to be as aggressive or as active in the free agent market as a number of other teams. So yeah, Alex is bored. He's sitting around waiting for, you know, Otani, Yamamoto for those, those things to happen until he maybe can like take the pickings from the free agent market. So he's like, all right, in the meantime, watch me work some magic. Right. I'm going to take this unconventional approach. And I feel like he is, he is like, this is a magic trick that's happening. And yes, exactly. Like you said, I want to see how the sausage is made. I want to see. How do you do the trick? Like, I, what is the real outcome here? We have yet to see it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm not shocked. I am shocked. But I really like. I need to know how, why, when. What? Like, do you have a big board that you keep all of the pieces right. on, and then you just like move them from? That's how, I don't. Know. My my brain was a little broken trying to take the notes even to make sure that I had. Yeah. This chart that you made here is very impressive. This is, it makes a lot more sense to me having had it written out like this. So nice job with that. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, But Kelsey, I need to know though, where, where were you yesterday at 4.03 PM? It wasn't 4.03 PM. I don't even know what time it was. It was like 2.03 PM. 2.03 PM. Okay. Um, When Shohei just, randomly just also quietly dropped where he was signing on his insta yeah where where were you when that happened oh um i hardly remember because i'm just so fucking bored Susie. i'm so bored out of my fucking mind because Shohei Otani signed with the Dodgers. Yeah. I can hardly say it with staying awake. Like, oh, come on. Well, you knew it was going to happen. We all knew that it was going to happen. I know. And I think, like, I was on this, you know, I was on this. Like, Shohei, Shohei was going to stay with the Angels. Stay with the Angels yeah. thing, yeah. Which I will say, and I am proud that at least it has come out that they were one of the three finalists for him. So I wasn't completely off base here. And I think I I thought that, and I kept telling myself that. And part of the reason that I was like, so into that theory was that that would have been like the least exciting thing that could have happened in my mind. So I was like, we're all like gearing up for this. Right. And we're just going to stay with the angels the same way that he did last year. Right. When everyone was like, he's going right. to be traded. He's going to be traded. No, but I also think it would have made what would have been interesting about that was that, it would have been interesting to see what the angels did then the rest of the off season to try to be remotely competitive in 2024. Right. And I don't think he would have been on a 10 year, like non-negotiable deal with the angels. So we would have had the potential to see all this free agent shit play out again with him, which right. would have been exciting as well. 
but no, no, I have come to the conclusion that the only thing more boring than that happening was actually the fact that, yeah, now he's signed his life away to the Dodgers. And I will say the thing that I liked, the thing that I liked about it was that he announced it. I thought right. that was like icon shit. Like you want to see what it looks like to truly be an icon breaking your own news, Shohei Otani. So I loved that about it. He is getting paid an insane amount of money that I think is larger than most people would have predicted. I don't know. What was your initial reaction? Well, so where I was, I was at my stepdaughter's graduation lunch when you texted me mm. because that's, that's how I found out you texted me. And I, I, literally, I was working, <laughs> <laughs> working very hard. <laughs> um, so I looked down at my phone and I see Shohei to the Dodgers and before I could stop myself, I said, no fucking way, literally out loud at the table. And everyone stops at lunch and they're like, what? And I was like, hold on. And so then I so then I had to go. So then I had to go to Twitter and you see Twitter just explode. And I'm like, yeah. no way. And then I see that he announced it via his own Instagram. And I was like, oh, my God. Badass. And everyone is like, what? You can't say what? And I was like. Shohei Ohtani and signing with the Dodgers, and um, most of that table was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And uh, my husband's ex-wife, my stepmom's mom, obviously, also a big fan. So she comes back from the bathroom, and I tell her, and she's like, "No way!" So she also has the same reaction as I had, and everyone's like looking at her, looking at me, <laughs> and they are like, "What?" Would... And I was like, "I don't think you guys understand." You, do... I'm like, you. And I don't have the time or the energy right now to explain it to you because I'm trying to, like, take in all of this, like, news in my brain that Shohei Otani signed for $700 million for 10 years. Yeah. And then it comes out that, obviously, he took less money um, per year, quote-unquote, back-loaded the contract so that, you know, his team could be relatively viable and, I don't know, sign good players around him. So that maybe, maybe they could, I don't know, win a World Series. Now, Shohei, you can't pitch this season. I don't know if you know that about, about yourself, but you can't you can't pitch this season. Okay. Um, while the one, two, three in that lineup is kind of scary. Hell, I'll even give you one through four. Okay. Yeah, one yeah. through four, scary. Okay. You want to start off your lineup with uh Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. Shohei Otani and then Will Smith and shuffle those any way you want by all means. Okay. But after that, it's a little iffy. Yeah. It's a little iffy. So you mean to tell me that your everyday, everyday third baseman is Max Muncy and everyone is fine with that? No, there's no way. You want to tell me that Gavin Lux coming off of um, a knee injury is your shortstop? You're all right with that? With Miggy Rowe as the as his backup, okay, all right. Um, now, mind you, your center fielder James Altman, he's okay, rookie, getting there. But your right fielder Jason Hayward is like ninety four years old. He's not ninety four, but he is. He's a little bit older, right? He's up there, long in the tooth. Okay, I think thirty six, thirty seven. Yeah, I think he's thirty seven. Yeah. 37? And sure. yeah, he's I, I think this is it for him and good for him because he played very well last year. Yeah. But, oh no, yeah, he was a great outfielder, but he didn't see left-handers at all. They sheltered him. Right. Right. And so I'm like, okay, all right, like 
Sure. I don't think here's, I guess this is not a hot take. Cause I think this is just the truth. The Dodgers did not sign Shohei Otani to win the world series in 2024. And I'm already so over all of this. Like, will the Dodgers win the world series in 2024? No. Cause no, they didn't absolutely. sign him to win in 2024. They did sign him to win hopefully two or three times between 2025 and 2034 <laughs> well, is, is what I'm looking at. I mean, obviously we, we all know pitching, pitching wins, wins games, baby. Um, <laughs> what what other pitchers are, are the Dodgers going to sign? Because as it is right now, three-fifths of that rotation are less than one-season rookies. You got Walker Bueller as the quote-unquote ace coming back from TJ and Ryan Yarborough as your, like, four yeah. that has any sort of service time that but What's happening here? Okay. Like Tony no, be... is still hurt. Dustin May is still Dustin hurt. Out, like yeah. I, unless you now don't get me wrong. Bobby Miller, Emmett Sheehan, uh, Ryan Pepio, all dynamic, dynamic young rookie pitchers. But if you're going to sit there and tell me that even in 2025, that that's your rotation, that that's your world series rotation. That's it's iffy. And mind you, this is the second Tommy John that Shohei's coming back from. Right. I mean, so that I... was the biggest shock of all of it to me was that the I mean, I don't know what the percentage chance would be that he ever pitches again. Yeah. But it's a lot less than if he had only had one Tommy John surgery. And there is a very short list of players who have come back to be successful in any sense of the word as a pitcher after a second Tommy John surgery. So that's going to be the most interesting thing to watch along with, yes, like you said, what else are the Dodgers going to do, whether it's this offseason or the next couple, because they still have a lot to do. The thing is, like, they are one of the few organizations that can spend that kind of money, period, in any yeah. way, shape, or form, and then also still, you know, probably make some other shit work. So, oh, yeah. of well, course, and show it to the Dodgers. The Shohei in and of himself is just a moneymaker because he himself oh, is a yeah. whole fucking brand, right? And like, I think that's the thing. It's like even yeah. if we yeah, even if we don't win a single World Series during his 10-year contract, he's still worth it. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. all there is to it. So we can go on and on and on and on and on about there will be Shohei. a lot more to talk about, I'm sure, as yeah. more details come out. Because hey, the Dodgers have not even officially announced this yet. So yeah, I can't I can't wait until it's Carlos Correa 2.0. And they say that the that the doctor didn't clear him. I can't wait. I can't. That would wait. be like the cherry on top of the craziest Shohei Otani Sunday that has been being built. Oh yeah. All long. Oh yeah. Um, we will. We were we're gonna have to discuss Shohei Otani on a different episode because there are crazy, fucking crazy conspiracy theories and whatnot. But and we don't have time. Loves her conspiracy I, theories. Me and my tinfoil hat, man. Me and my tinfoil hat. We're it, we're gonna work out. We'll get into um, it. But we can't we can't get into it on this episode. But we will get into it on a on another episode. I promise you guys. But we got to wrap up because we have a very special guest coming on. So with that said, um, Kelsey, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me at KbirdTweets on Twitter at peace.love.baseball on Instagram. And that's where you'll find my link tree with all the links to my other shows, Peace, Love, and Baseball, and 
babes, babes, where can they find you and us, Susie? Um, on all of the socials, all of the socials at baseball underscore Susie Q is my personal one. I don't tweet over there. I don't know why I even have it on there. Um, bourbon in B ball N, the letter N people, not and just the letter N. It's right above us. That's here. Right above us. Um, all of the links to our socials will be in the show notes, but you can find us on Apple spotify youtubes all of that fun stuff please go give us a five-star rating um a written review we love those uh hit subscribe hit subscribe on the youtubes we would love that and with that we are going to wrap this episode up i'm gonna hit and record yay baseball